I'll be reading from Matthew chapter 13, starting at verse 24. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you're pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned, then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. Verse 36. Then he left the crowd and went into the house. His disciples came to him and asked, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He answered, The one who sowed the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the Word, and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They'll throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Um, there's, there's this kind of candy that um, has been out for, oh, since I was a little kid, and it's called Now and Later. Have you ever had a, a Now and Later? Uh, now, now and later, so the, there's these little squares of um, fruit-flavored taffy that are very, very chewy. I mean, they're they're almost impossible to eat. Just takes forever to eat a now and later, which I guess that's where they got the name. You start you start the candy now, but you will not finish until until much, much later, right? It's it's a now and later. Well, the reason I, I, I mention that candy is because the parable that Jesus tells in the passage we're looking at today, this is kind of a now and later parable. Uh, Christ here is describing the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, uh, which is, in other words, he's, he's, telling us, he's telling us what the world looks like when God is ruling here. And in the parable, he tells us what the kingdom is like now and what the kingdom will be like later, now and later. The kingdom now, the kingdom later. So let's start with now. What, what does the kingdom, what does the rule of God in this world look like right now? Well, the metaphor that Jesus uses is this. He says, imagine, imagine there's a farmer who sows wheat in his field. And then one night when no one's paying attention, his enemy comes and sows weeds. He has, I guess, the seeds for some kind of weed. He sows weeds right on top of the wheat. You know, nobody notices at first, but then the, the plants begin to grow. And eventually the servants who work on the farm, they, they realize to their horror that both wheat and weeds are growing in the same field. Jesus says, that's the picture. That's what I want you to bring to mind. That's the way the kingdom of God appears right now. Right, right now, Christ says, the, the, the world we live in, it's kind of like a field that has both wheat and weeds growing in it. Now, 
What does he mean by that metaphor? Well, one thing he means is that the kingdom of God is already here. You know, when Jesus began his ministry, the thing he began to preach was this, the kingdom of God is at hand. He came to announce the arrival of God's kingdom. The kingdom of God is here. In other words, God is right now ruling in this world. Now, in the parable, the enemy sneaks into the field and he does his mischief. But did you notice that the enemy does not own the field? The field, the field belongs to the farmer. Every square inch of it belongs to the Father. In other words, this world belongs to God. God is ruling this world, and his wheat is growing here. In other words, God is at work in this world. God is is fulfilling his plan. God is accomplishing his purpose. God is right now changing people's lives. God is working for justice. God God is in this world at work bringing glory to his name. Psalm 24, verse 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The farmer owns the field and his wheat is growing. So one one thing um, this metaphor, this parable means is that the kingdom of God is here already. The second thing it means, however, is, is that the kingdom of God is not yet here in its fullness. It's, it's, not, it's not here in, in the fullness of its power and, its, and, its, and its, its final purpose. I mean, in other words, there's still a lot of heartbreak in this world, a lot of evil, a lot of injustice. Uh, the, the enemy, the devil, has, he has sown his weeds here. In the, uh, in the late 1980s, there was a, a movie starring Robin Williams called Good Morning Vietnam. And in the movie, Williams plays a disc jockey at a military radio station in Vietnam during the Vietnam War, and there's this one uh, very gripping scene. It's early in the morning. Uh, Williams is sitting at his microphone addressing the troops who are out there on the battlefield. And, and he says to them, I'm going to play a very special song for you this morning. And he puts on Louis Armstrong, What a Wonderful World. You know the song. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. It's a, it's a beautiful song. And as this, this, this music is playing in the background, the camera displays a, a montage of the most horribly uh, violent, just, just heart-wrenching scenes from the Vietnam War. And it's a, it's emotionally, it's a very jolting scene in the movie. And I would say that that scene from the movie, it drives home the same point Christ is making in his parable. He is telling this that even though, listen, we live in a beautiful world that was created by a beautiful God. However, there are weeds in the wheat field. There, there's, there's evil in this world. And I don't have to tell you that. Jesus says, verse 38, the weeds are the people of the evil one and the enemy who sows them is the, is the devil. There are, there are weeds in the wheat field. Now, in the parable, the, uh, the farmer's servants, they are deeply, deeply distressed. They are deeply troubled by the, the presence of the weeds. I don't know if you noticed that, that all, all the words in this parable that are spoken by the servants, they are expressed in the form of questions. Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where did the weeds come from? Do you want us to pull them up? That, all the, listen, all the servants have are questions. They don't have, they don't have any answers. They, 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 they can't they cannot make sense of what's going on. It, it, it just troubles them. And, oh my, we know what that's like, don't we? 
Have you ever just felt like that? I don't understand why there's so much pain and evil in this world. There's, there's, why is there so much racism and greed and oppression and violence? Why, why is there child abuse? and Why is the, the environment always being destroyed? Why is there so much crime in the streets and, 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 and abortion? And why are there false religions and occult practices and sexual immorality? Why, why are there weeds in the wheat field? Well, Jesus is saying that's what the kingdom of God looks like now. The, king, the kingdom is already here. The farmer owns the field. His wheat is growing. The kingdom is already here. But it's not yet here in its fullness. So that's the kingdom now. Well, what about later? Well, well, Jesus says that the day is coming when the world as we know it will radically, radically change. At the harvest, he says at the end of the age, verse, verse 41, this is what he says. He says, the Son of Man will send out his angels and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin, and all who do evil, they'll throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then, he says, the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. In, in other words, he's saying, what we're going through right now, this is not forever. The day is coming. The day is coming when everything that is wrong in this world will be made right again. Yeah, you, you notice uh, Christ seems to be teaching that on the f- final day, God is not only going to deal with individual sin in individual lives. He, he, he's going to deal with structural sin in, in, in the world. The angels will weed out of the kingdom not, not only all who do evil, but, but also all that causes sin, all the, all the structures and systems in place in this world that constantly pull people away from God and, and His values. In, in other words, this... This seems to be pointing to something much, much more than merely individual salvation. Jesus here is talking about a restoration of the entire world. It's kind of like Mr. Beaver said in um, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. He said, wrong will be right when Aslan comes in sight. At the sound of his roar, sorrows will be no more. When he bears his teeth, winter meets its death. And when he shakes his mane, it will be spring again. The the day is coming. Guys, the day is coming when everything wrong in this world will be made right again. All the weeds will be gone. Jesus is burned in the fire. And all the wheat, all of God's people, will be gathered safe into the barn. And the kingdom of God will be here in its fullness. So... Now and later. Now, now God's kingdom is here, all right? Have no doubt about it. It's here, but it's not, not yet fully here. Later, someday, <laughs> well, the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. So, so that's the parable. That's the, that's the picture, just to help us understand what God is doing in this world. The kingdom now, the kingdom later. He, God is at work right now, even in, in the midst of this, this heartbreak, but it won't last forever. Now, to close, how, how, how would you apply a parable like this to your life? What, what are we supposed to do with this parable? Well, I, I would say that this parable is a call to two things. It's a call to patience and, ironically, it's a call to urgency. Both patience and 
urgency. So, so first, it, it's a call to patience. You know, in, in the parable, when the servants, the uh, the farm workers, when they when they see the weeds growing in, in the field, they, they what they want to do is they want to go out there immediately and just start pulling those weeds out of the ground. The farmer says, "No, don't do that. <laughs> no, wait. Just be patient. Wait f- until the harvest." You, you know, sometimes Christians. Um, Sometimes Christians mistakenly think that their job is to somehow make the kingdom happen right now in this world. Their their job before God is to go out there and and root all the evil people out of the world. And and Jesus is saying, no, no, that's not your job. You know, you'll notice in in the parable, uh, we, we read that the weeds are planted by the enemy, but the weeds themselves are not the enemy. No, Jesus says very clearly, the, the, the enemy is the devil. What does it, what does it say in uh, Ephesians 6? Our, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. People are not the enemy. Our, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. Uh, un, th- th- those, who, um, those who are not following Christ, unbelievers, Jesus says they are not the enemy. They are, I guess you could say, they are the victims of the enemy. The, 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 the evil one has deceived them, enslaved them, led them down the wrong path. And do you know that Ephesians 2 verse 3 says that all of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh, following its desires and thoughts. It says, like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. So, you, you know, to add a twist to the parable, you could say that in a, in, a, in a certain sense, every stalk of wheat growing in the farmer's field was itself at one time a weed. Every, every one of us who by God's mercy has come to know Christ, we're in the kingdom now, but there was a time when we were not. It is, it is by grace that we have been saved. So this parable is a call to patience. The, the world is full of sorrow. There's lots, a lot here that brings us great disappointment. There, there's lots of things that we find very discouraging. Uh, but Jesus is saying that this age of sorrow will not last forever. Can I repeat that? This age of sorrow will not last forever. The day is coming when Christ will, he will come and he will make everything new and he will wipe every tear from the eyes of his people. So guys, there's a call here. Be patient. Be patient. But there's also a call to urgency. Now you, you could get the impression from this uh, this parable that that uh, you know once you're a weed you're always a weed there's no there's no, there's no chance of changing this is why you never want to just take one section of scripture and build your entire theology off of it that, that, that that's not the point of the parable Jesus Jesus teaches in many places that all of scripture does that for every one of us God offers mercy God 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 is God offers weeds an opportunity to become wheat. He offers forgiveness for us. For forgiveness, we know that was won at the cost of Christ's blood on the cross. So, so um, Jesus ends this parable with some interesting words, doesn't he? The very end of, uh, of verse 43, he says, Whoever has ears, let them hear. Whoever has ears, let them hear. That was a phrase Jesus often said in his teaching. It was his kind of way of saying, listen, you've, you've heard what I've just told you. You've, you've heard that the day is coming when, 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 when uh, this present world will come to an end. 
Those who, who've come into the kingdom, those who've, who've come to Christ are following God, they will be welcomed into God's presence forever. Those who are not will be, um, will be faced with unending sorrow and loneliness. What, what, whatever he's pointing to by talking about the weeds being burdened is not something good, right? So he says that there's a sense of urgency. This will not go on forever. Harvest day is coming if you have ears. Jesus says, please listen here. So I think part of this parable is meant for those who, uh, who perhaps right now are, are, are not. Um, they're not sons of, of the righteous one. They're, they're, they're not children of, of, of God. They're not following Christ yet. And, and Christ is saying, I love you. I, I, I'm calling you. Please hear. So I wonder if, if that applies to you, that uh, today God perhaps is, is, is speaking through me to you and just offering a loving invitation to, uh, to, to turn from a life of ignoring God, to, to confess your need for Christ, to trust in him and, uh, and become one of the righteous ones who will inherit the kingdom. So right now, weeds and wheat. <laughs> Someday... Weeds and wheat separated forever. And Christ is saying, I want you among the wheat. I, I, I want you in the kingdom. Would you pray with me? Thank you for this teaching of Jesus. Thank you for the truth that he offers us. Father, we pray that your spirit would come and apply that truth to our understanding, that you would apply it to our lives, that you would give us grace to respond with faith and to rejoice in your goodness. In Christ's name, amen.